American historian Jacques Barzun said, teaching is not a lost art, but the regard for it is a lost tradition. The national nonprofit Fund for Teachers is out to change that. Frustrated with society's lack of appreciation and respect for educators, Fund for Teachers strives to honor teachers as the professionals charged with preparing our students for productive futures. Since 2001, Fund for Teachers has awarded approximately $30 million in grants to almost 9,000 of the nation's most innovative and dedicated pre-K through 12 teachers in public, private, and charter schools. No other organization in the country trusts teachers to determine what's missing in their classrooms, design their own solutions, and do what it takes to make it happen. To date, Fund for Teachers Fellows have pursued their unique versions of relevant, personalized learning in 152 countries on all seven continents. And thousands of schools now have at the head of the class experts in STEM, career and technical education, literacy, history, health and well-being, fine arts, social justice, and social emotional learning. Welcome to our inaugural episode of Fund for Teachers, the podcast. I'm Carrie Caton, and our goal with this new podcast is to elevate teachers as the inspiring architects of their careers, classrooms, and school communities. Because this is our first episode, we're starting at the beginning talking about Fund for Teachers' mission and how, after 20 years, the organization is now one of the country's largest investors in teaching and teachers. We asked Karen Eckhoff, the organization's founding director, for an overview of the organization and its vision. Fund for Teachers began on the notion that people that were in the teaching profession were talented individuals who were constrained by a system that required them to do a prescribed set of duties every day. And that should they be given the opportunity to further pursue their own professional development or their own scholarship, that what they could bring back to their students would be incredible. And so we started this effort to give them the funds to do that. Tell us what you want to do, how it's going to impact you professionally, and more importantly, how are you going to share it with your students? And Karen, that hadn't existed at that point. This was the first time that teachers were being given a voice and a listening ear to say, what do you want and need? Yes. If we were not the first, we were pretty darn close to the first organization that said to a teacher, tell us what you want to do and how you want to do it and what's your budget and we'll help you do it. Various other professions can pick and choose opportunities. We thought it would be really um, interesting to give that same opportunity to the entrepreneurial people that have chosen teaching as their life's work. So then we fast forward 20 years, that was in 2001, and now Fund for Teachers has become one of the country's largest investors in pre-K through 12 teachers. Is there a profile of the type of teacher who applies for a Fund for Teachers grant? Somebody who's really in tune with the needs of their students and what they don't have in their repertoire to address some of those needs. And they have figured out this particular discipline requires me to have these particular skills and I need to work more on this one thing and this is what I want to do to go get that. They really go through a process to figure out how to address their students' needs. That's why they chose to be in the classroom, and that's why they want to get better at their job. 
I know that the, the online application goes live on October the 1st every year, but I've heard you say that the, the real beginning of, of a Fund for Teachers proposal can be as early as that summer when teachers start thinking about and assessing what, what the students' needs are and then how the, that can get met. So really, from a timeline perspective, the thinking can begin as early as the summer before. Oh, absolutely. And it, a lot of teachers have a, a long timeline trajectory of this is what I'm going to do next. But then you have the teacher who finds out that their assignment in July is that now you are going to be the practical science teacher and they have no background. So we do help those teachers where they say, I've got to go figure out how to do this. But often it's the biology teacher. They really want to practice science and they maybe want to go to a summer lab at Stanford or they want to do science in the field where they're doing water sampling or they're volunteering with Earthwatch. And, you know, somehow or other they're being scientists again, which inspires their teaching in a different way than they've been able to up to that point. I have to say that the successful applicants, besides the fact that they think and they plan, they work a long time on actually writing these grants. Some people report that it took them 30 hours of teamwork and individual thought process to get to where their proposal looked like a proposal. And teachers apply repeatedly if they don't get it. And even that process is one that helps refine their thinking and their project ideas. And so when they do get funded, it's a really solid trajectory of what they want to do. We've had teachers report that some of their finest professional development has been the act of actually sitting down and refining a proposal because they have to get very specific. They have to drill down into various areas of their thinking and that those who don't get funded actually sit back and go, okay, I have to work more on this. And I can't tell you how many of our fellows have actually come back and been successfully funded. In our letter that we send out the beginning of April to our fellows, our email, we say this is just the beginning of their Fun for Teachers experience. The beginning of what? Fun for Teachers has grown and developed through the years, and we have realized that so many of our fellows want to remain involved and who are hungry for the interchange with other like-minded professionals. And so we have made a conscious effort to develop the Ramston community, which you get to be in because you, re you are granted a fellowship. The Ramston community, it's a new group, but it's an opportunity for those fellows to get together, whether it's an online chat rooms or in convenings. We are asking the fellows, tell us what you want. We'll become the forum for that, and we will help create these environments with you that you will benefit from. There are, at this point, almost 9,000 pre-K through 12 teachers who have designed a Fund for Teachers proposal, received a grant, and executed a fellowship. And so those are really the thought leaders of their different grade levels, their disciplines, their school communities. And that's a very powerful cohort to have 9,000 thought leaders who have been funded almost $30 million. I think it's a really important to note a large group of fellows have gone on to school administration and they become a principal or they've taken an office in the district. We have a couple of superintendents. Those people are also part of the cohort of these thought leaders. When they come together in this community are really rich resources for each other. After that introduction to Fund for Teachers, we asked Program Officer Alicia Johnston 
for her insight into who may apply for a Fund for Teachers Fellowship and what the grant will and won't cover. Educators are eligible to apply for a Fund for Teachers grant if they are employed full-time as a pre-K through 12th grade teacher and spend at least 50% of their work week in direct instruction with students. So their title might not be teacher, but they are eligible if they spend at least 50% of their full-time position in direct instruction with students in a group, it's like a classroom or a classroom-like setting. Also, they must have the intention of returning to the classroom the following year or the year following their fellowship. The intention of returning to the classroom means what will you be able to then bring back to the school. And so if you know that your position may change or that you may be moving across the country, but you're still returning to the teaching profession, you do still qualify for this grant. Is there an amount of time someone needs to teach before they apply? You must have at least three years teaching experience in order to qualify for a Fund for Teachers grant. If you are currently in your third year teaching and you'll complete that third year by the time you go on your fellowship, you are eligible for the grant. Can a teacher be funded year after year after year? Previous recipients must wait five years before reapplying. I bet that's not a very popular requirement. (laughs) It's not because our teachers are so fired up after what they've learned and after their fellowship that they really are eager for that next application, but we do have that five-year. What exactly does the grant cover? Fund for Teachers supports the teacher as the person who knows how to best affect change in their classroom and support student achievement. So The grant can cover just about anything that the teacher can identify as a need for learning within their profession. They can find professional development in their own backyard or across the world, but there are a few things that we would not provide grant monies for. Such as? Such as student travel, uh, completion of post-baccalaureate degrees, online or on-campus professional development at your school or by the district, We do not provide compensation for substitutes. We do not provide stipends. Uh, There must be a learning experience involved with a grant application. It cannot be totally for classroom supplies or technology or books. In a world of professional development that's often prescribed that you may or may not go back into your respective spaces and use, this is a grant that will allow you to choose your own professional development. Individuals are eligible to apply for up to $5,000. Teams of two or more can apply for up to $10,000. We encourage teachers to ask for what they need. So if they are finding professional development locally and they don't need the full $5,000, that's absolutely fine. We would encourage them to do their homework, do the research, find out exactly how much their dream project is gonna cost and ask for that amount. So generally tell teachers not to be afraid to ask for the full amount if that's what they need. Lastly, Alicia, do fellowships to really unique, far-off places get funded more often than something that might be just more simple? We work really hard to make sure what the teacher needs is the teacher needs is our first priority. So we eliminate bias based on location or distance or what the selection committee is looking for is an educator who has identified a real need in their teaching profession or a gap in their knowledge, and then has found just the thing to fill that gap. So if it's a STEM conference in your local city or going across the world to a STEM conference in Germany, really what we are looking for is that the teacher has identified their learning goal and then has done enough research to come up with what they need to do or where they need to go in order to address that learning goal. We conclude this episode 
of Fund for Teachers, the podcast, with some final thoughts from Karen Eckhoff. I think it's important for the community at large that we all have a respect for the teaching profession in, and we grow that respect in a way that we have not necessarily till now. And I don't think it's about, well, I know it's not, it's not about salary. It's not about hours. It's more about the place that they have in society. And they are the thought leaders in their classroom, but they are also often the thought leaders in the community. And we owe them a degree of respect that we have not been giving them. Fund for Teachers has been giving it to them for 20 years. I feel like we need to bring other members to the, in the community to that point too. We look forward to using this podcast to elevate teachers as the inspiring architects of their careers, classrooms, and school communities. You can learn from our fellows now by visiting fundforteachers.org slash blog, or check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For more information about applying for a Fund for Teachers grant, click on the Application Learning Center tab at the top of the Fund for Teachers website. The Ramsden Project, to which Karen referred, was recently launched to facilitate connections and transformational relationships across a community of FFT fellows and other educators. Visit theramsdenproject.org for more information and resources. That's the R-A-M-S. D-E-N-Project.org. I'm Carrie Caton. Thank you for joining us today at Fund for Teachers, the podcast. Until next time, keep learning.